On this episode of another Zelda podcast, Kate and David talk about the music of Ocarina of Time. Welcome to another episode of another Zelda podcast. I am Kate Fisher, one of your hosts here, as always, with Dave Geisler. How Kate. you doing? Hey, I'm doing great. I was what I specifically didn't ask you about this yet, but are you Kate Fisher or Kate May? Ooh, I'm still Kate Fisher for now. I have not legally changed my name just yet. We are uh, uh, going on our honeymoon. We were just married a couple weeks ago. Kate and her husband. this recording. And your husband now. It's so yes. weird to say husband. It's been I fiance know. for a while. So I know. Certainly for our, our listening audience has been listening to this show. It's been fiance. Yes. But it actually happened. Yes. Now it finally happened. We're here to talk about music tonight, but... But I got to just ask you, how did how to go? How, was it nice? Were you an outdoor wedding, indoor wedding? What was it like? Outdoor wedding in a forest. What? It sprinkled rain, but oh, did man. not rain rain. It was beautiful. We got beautiful pictures. I want to get married in a forest too. I'm not joking. Oh, it was that great. That has always been my like little visual. Yep. I was like total fairy, fairy princess Zelda wedding. It. What? <laughs> so it was, it was awesome. It was very good, but yeah, not changing the name yet. We're going um, to California for our honeymoon in December. Already bought plane tickets. Do not want to deal with TSA in checking my name. Of so. course. Oh yeah, that's fair. That can happen. That can get rough yep, yep. fast. So I will be doing it then. So still Kate Fisher for now. And luckily my Instagram does not, you know, have my actual name in it or anything like that. So right. I can remain. I only take cat pics forever and ever if I want. <laughs> <laughs> Kate okay. May. That's me. It has a nice, uh, kind of has an elegance to it, actually. Kate it's, May. To me, it sounds like a newscaster. I'm Maybe. Kate May. Here. <laughs> here to talk to you about the Legend of Zelda. Well, when you talk that way, when you speak with that uh, affectation, like yes, news, most definitely. Ho- news radio host, kind of. This week on another Zelda podcast. <laughs> oh boy, oh boy. Kate May here. <laughs> <laughs> Kate, that's awesome. Kate Fisher, that's great. I'm so excited. It sounded like you had a wonderful, wonderful wedding. I and, did. Uh, we did. And that's really cool. Yay. Awesome. So, um, what are we talking about tonight? Tonight. We've had a lot of requests for this topic. Yes, and I have wanted to do this for a while, too, because it is a big thing to me with The Legend of Zelda, and that is music. Mm-hmm. Though specifically on this episode, because there's just too much music to talk about in one yep. you know small episode we are going to specifically talk about Ocarina of Time music. Indeed. So we're going to go dive into those songs. No, we've had many social, actually I have one social thing that I want to read real quick here, but mm-hmm. um we've had many tweets to us and comments every many I I would say one of the most asked things uh t- to us is are you going to do a music episode? Do you want to do a music episode? Do you have yes. plans to do a music episode? Yes, and yes, and yes, and yes are and the answers to those questions. <laughs> I think before you and I even recorded the first episode ever, when we were back in the day, almost a year ago, in the dressing rooms of that play that we were doing together, mm-hmm. we were kind of like, okay, I think uh, some of the topics are going to be like shrines and, and dungeons, and then we'll probably do a music episode. Oh, yeah. And that, that was my you impression of you. That's how it. you talked back then, by the yeah, way. Oh, yeah. I just want to let you know. Correct. That's pretty mm-hmm. accurate. Yes. Yeah. And uh, so we always knew music episodes. You and I had always, always had it on the the docket, so to speak. But then I thought, well, wait a second. There is so much music. Maybe we can do a favorite songs episode eventually. Mm -hmm. But I thought, let's reel it in. Let's go where it all kind of got started, at least for me, even though I know that, you know, we spoke in the Hyrule Fantasy episode about Koji Kondo creating the actual Legend of Zelda theme like overnight. And there's a lot of cool um, pieces of history there. And there's a lot of neat musical elements in songs that precede 
Ocarina, mm-hmm. but we decided to go with Ocarina. Yeah. I th- Well, I mean, that's, I've talked about it before several times. I mean, that's the first game that got me into the series. So that's the music that really sticks in my head the most, yeah. I think. And that is the most nostalgic for me to remember and go back and listen to. Mm-hmm. Um, and music in general from the games is something that I'm constantly interacting with. Like I work at a semi-stressful job sometimes and Mm. I will just go on the YouTubes, pull up a soundtrack and just listen to it and it will just make me feel better. (laughs) So, and it's not always Ocarina. A lot of it lately is Breath of the Wild just because it's so relaxing. There's a lot of like on iTunes and Spotify, there's a lot of these kind of, I guess, third party people that are just doing covers of Breath of the Wild music on different Mm -hmm. instruments. Mm -hmm. I have enjoyed listening to that very much actually. Yeah. And on YouTube specifically, specifically, there are uh, videos that are, it could be up to like four hours long. That's just like relaxing Legend of Zelda music. And that encompasses like all the games. So you can yeah. listen to all of the things for four hours. I think I want. was speaking to one of our listeners about that, actually. I don't can't recall if it was on our Discord or where it was, but oh, maybe it was Facebook, but someone was asking about music and I was like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, Kate has actually found these things. It's crazy. Um, oh yeah. Uh, Oh, let me do one. We have tons of social to talk about, but I actually want to just get right into the music today. We did a lot of social in the last episode. I just want to do one read of a review that we got on iTunes, if you don't mind. Sure. Go for it. Excellent. So we had a review by JT Raptor 777 and I don't know, back in the middle of October. He or she, I suspect he, but I don't really know why I'm assuming that, just with the JT, I suppose. But JT Raptor 777 said, uh, this is an awesome podcast, the best family-friendly Zelda podcast, and perhaps the only one. I've got a small tip. When you do episodes about dungeons or your music episode that you want to do, play the music of the dungeon or the music Mm. that you are talking about in the background because the Ocarina of Time Forest Temple music was so nostalgic, even though I'm so lost, I have no idea... What the lat? What the lat? Even though I'm so lost, I have no idea what the last I did in there was. Okay, oh, sure. fair enough. <laughs> hand clap emoji or hand wave emoji. So sometimes it's just nice to <laughs> the music makes you feel better about the game than actually going back and being like, oh wait, I hated this part, but I love the music so much. Like, okay, for example, the Water Temple music is so cool to listen to, it and then cool. you like go back and play it, and you're like. Let me just stand here and listen to the music because I don't want to play this level. Actually. I remember the Skyward Sword music really getting oh, me excited because it was the yes. first time they did actually recorded symphony music, yes. not attend technically MIDI stuff. Mm-hmm. And that was so great. But then I, I suspect that when we go do review Skyward Sword again, I don't know if I'll be as enthused in certain parts. I want to like that game so bad. I really hey. By the way, I was thinking about this uh, bef- since our last recording. Uh-huh. Um you know, okay, there's a lot of talk about HD remakes and HHD remakes, which is a joke that I think that you made a few episodes ago um, about maybe some Zelda games coming to the Switch by the, before we get our Breath of the Wild sequel, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And yeah, fine, Wii HD or uh, Wii HD, uh, Wind Waker HD could probably happen. Twilight Princess could probably happen. But I am genuinely hoping for like a Skyward Sword HD remake where they basically take out the waggle controls and just really, you know, the render engine in Skyward Sword was so interesting how it... Sometimes it was a beautiful painting and sometimes it was a blurry mess. You can never really tell. Imagine like actual switch renders doing that same effect, that same painterly effect, but doing it correctly, in my opinion. And maybe just maybe they could take some of the Wii Motion Plus controls and just map it to the right control stick or something. We'll see. But I'm hoping for it. I'm praying for it because I want to like Skyward Sword so much. Sure. And I don't have issues with those two things. The controls? Yeah. Really, not in Skyward Sword. Maybe Oy. I was just used to it by then. I don't know. But 
Um, <clears throat> hey, so, before before we go, oh, you have let me just more? say thank you, yeah, JT yeah, yeah. Raptor seven seven seven. That's awesome for leaving us the review on iTunes. We have a few other reviews, but I'm going to save that for our next episode. Are you guys and, Raptor cousins or something? Oh my you're god, both, you're right. You're both Raptors. JT Raptor seven. No, that's interesting. I'm Raptor <laughs> Pain. No, I have no idea who this person is. Raptor but, buddies. Um, you know, I thought that was touching. That was nice that uh, they, he said a family friendly Zelda podcast, and we don't. When we started making this show, I just I will say one more time before we really get into it. You and I talked about this. We didn't really set out to make it be family friendly or like a kid show or anything like that. In my opinion, we're talking to adults who love Zelda yeah. when we record this. Um, people who are of similar ages as us who remember Zelda and still enjoy Zelda. I feel like that's our the audience that we're speaking to, though mm-hmm. anyone is welcome to listen. But we did mention like, oh, let's make it. I think I joked with you in the beginning, like, let's make it SFW. Let's make it suitable for work where if you were to play it out loud at work, you wouldn't have to be embarrassed of like having some foul language come through. You know what I mean? If some PG-13 rated content comes through here and there on our shows, I'm fine with it. There might be some of that in a future episode where we talk about jokes. Dirty jokes? I mean, they have written some dirty jokes into... Breath of the Wild. That's so going to be two episodes. We'll from have now. to have a warning of very, perhaps. very innocent innuendos. Fair <laughs> enough, so. perhaps. And we also had that other uh, gal that uh, tweeted us about listening to it with her kids and stuff yeah. like that, which is all very cool. And so I'm very touched by that. I'm happy. I didn't expect this that we are able to have an audience that can actually spread out wider than I think even I at least envisioned when we started this show. Yeah, and I that's put, really cool. I put all my swears the way. Put, put all my swears in the, in the jar for the we time don't being. Specifically, try to keep it cleaner. It's not like we're like, it's not like it's a kid's show. We're like, all right, up next is the kid blobbity bloopity bloop section. Of which, <laughs> I love the which kid roopy. blobbity bloopity bloop section. <laughs> I don't know how to do a kid's version of this show. We just do it this way. And that's really great that everybody can listen. So Kate, I have in front of me a list of 99 tracks. All right, let's start with number one. Just, the Ocarina of Time. We're They're queued go up. Through all of we them. are going to listen to these uh, tracks live, perhaps not all the way through. I think we're just going to take it as we go. Maybe we'll listen a little bit, talk, but we're going to be able to speak while I'm playing these tracks. You, I just, we actually haven't talked about this before recording. You'll be able to speak over them if you want. We'll be able to speak about the things. We'll listen a little. So this might be an episode where we actually get a little quiet for a little bit and listen to some of these tracks as we talk, if you're okay with that. Let's just listen quietly for like 45 minutes. Just play <laughs> it all the way through and then we just won't talk and everyone can just listen to the soundtrack with us. <laughs> and next, every like five minutes we just go, mm. oh, oh that's yeah, that's nice. a good one. Oh, that's a nice song. It's a good part. Mm. I like that part. Oh, that's mm. peaceful. Ooh, creepy. Oh, that's <laughs> nice. Sounds good. This will be a fascinating episode. So this is how we're going to do it. You have collected a list of songs that you'd like to talk about. I did, but first, um, before we get into that, maybe, so I just wanted to... No, absolutely not. ...go into the background of who wrote this music, maybe. So, yeah, for those who didn't know, because I didn't know too much about him other than what you've kind of told me. So I did, like, a little Wikipedia researching in here. I'm happy about this. So, yeah, so... He started playing the organ at a teeny tiny little age, I guess, at like five years old. So he's, you know, yeah, a little musical prodigy here uh, from a young age. And then he was approached. And I apologize if any of this you've already talked about, but just in case. No, I haven't. I don't think. So he was approached by Nintendo when he was in college. They sent him a recruitment letter and were like, hey, come work for us. They recruited him. Yeah. 
And I guess he was able to work for them without even having really any, you know, professional experience because he's just straight out of college. Oh, they must he's have just how, that good. How did he get referred or found or discovered or something? They well, so he played in a cover band. It did say that. So I don't know hmm. if they somehow heard his cover band. It's like a jazz and rock cover band. They're like this is the guy. Maybe um, he was already composing and arranging pieces in college. So maybe they had someone okay. that worked at Nintendo heard that. I, I guess. I'm not totally clear, but they sent him the letter. They said they are interested in hiring people dedicated to composition and sound programming. Hmm. So then he applied for the job and and got the gig right away. Um, And he he did compose other things before Zelda for Nintendo. Yes. So he was hired in 1984. Um, He was the first person hired by them to specialize in musical composition Hmm. for games. So that's a cool little factoid about him. Yeah, that is interesting. First person for that job. Um, So yeah, he did sound design for Super Mario Brothers games. Um, Star Fox 64. Oh, really? What? Yoshi's, oh, uh, Yoshi's Island. And then, I mean, lots of other ones too. Yeah. If you go to the, his Wikipedia page, I'm not going to list all of them because there are too many, but right. he has worked on a ton, not only doing composition, but just kind of dabbling in the other sound mm-hmm. related, uh, jobs <laughs> for, for games. And then, um, we've talked about before how he's done, um, composition for other Zelda games, of course, as well, Majora's Mask, almost all of them. Oh, Wind Waker, Four Swords, Skyward Sword, and then others as well. So. There's a there's only one or two that he didn't participate in, if I understand yeah. correctly. Yep. Um, interestingly enough, Ocarina of Time is the last composition he worked on alone. So this is Ooh. all him, and that's it. And that's the last one that he worked on by himself. Um, so the soundtrack for Ocarina of Time was released in the U.S. in November 1998. And Japan in December 1998, way back in the day. I did do a little bit of research on the two di- the difference of the two soundtracks, Ooh, actually. Tell me. Um, apparently, the Japanese soundtrack has, they both have different artworks. Uh, the American one was basically the box art, like the gold background with the 3D logo. Mm-hmm. And um, the Japanese box art, cover art, was um, kind of a medley of a tableau of all the different things that were happening in Ocarina with three different colors in the background, the Din, Nehru, Ferrer colors and stuff like that. Okay. So that's kind of cool. But apparently the Japanese version had more tracks and also included like six quote quote unquote hidden tracks, or maybe that was the American one. But it had basically the Japanese one had more tracks, but then the American one, they took out some of the tracks because some of the tracks were just quick little musical cues, Mm -hmm. like almost not quite a sound effect, but almost just a charm that would go off when something happened like the yeah like that that. that kind of idea so apparently in the american soundtrack they removed many of those but then made the actual tracks for the actual songs a bit longer than the japanese version gotcha which that does feel um maybe not necessarily appropriate but like yeah i could see that happening for the american soundtrack i feel like in our culture it's you don't mind listening to that fire temple track a little bit longer and maybe Mm -hmm. you don't need the track. I wonder what, like, what is the deciding factor on how long to like loop the song for? I've often wondered that. Like, I don't know why, you know, is, is it a minute? Is it two minutes? What, what is the, I don't know. I'm just back in the day. It's a rhetorical question. (laughs) When I was in high school or junior high, I made my own Donkey Kong country soundtrack. As you do. I recorded, I had it all worked up. And so I go into a level and then let the music play. And I made a rule where I'd repeat it twice. I'd repeat the okay. loop twice and then I'd do a fade out by literally turning a volume knob 
<laughs> I had an audio cassette that I listened to. Back in the day. It's good stuff. <laughs> cool. Well, let's, uh, I guess let's get into it. That's all the kind of background I had for now until yeah. we get kind of more into the meat and potatoes of the actual music. So do well, wanna... how about this? What if, if you want to talk about a song, what if I cue it up? You could say a few things. We can talk over it. That's fine. And then maybe I can turn it down a little bit and we can keep talking about it. Does that sound okay? Sure. And I don't, I have no idea what's first that we're going to listen, what we're going to listen well, to first. Well, I, so I have a little list here and I kind of went through on, I think I was listening. I guess I don't know if I was listening to the US or the Japan version on YouTube, but I was basically mm. going from the top of the list down. So if you find a soundtrack on YouTube, you'll, and that want first to follow one. Along. <laughs> that first one. Title theme. Title theme? How about that? I love it. Let's cue it up. That is the first one. I mean, this is the one that everybody's going to be excited about. This is when you turn the game when on. When you turn on the game. I'm bringing it up right now, I believe. Pushing play. We are turning on our Nintendo 64. Yeah. Oh, man. The, the, the horse. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, there it is. <laughs> Always. The second instrument we hear is the ocarina. Mm-hmm. Little piano. I, I thought it, this was so cinematic too. Yes, the first time and I think on. it sounds really good for music from 1998. A video you know, game. From this is a decent sample of an ocarina, actually. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I've throughout the other songs, the the trumpet sounds pretty much like a trumpet. The piano sounds like a piano. The guitar noises sound pretty guitar-y. This like, particular piano nice? has a little bit of synth to it. Oh, I think this feels like a synthesized symphony a little bit. Sure. There's some piano in there. But that ocarina sounds great. Mm-hmm. So I would sometimes just turn on the game and just kind of watch it for a while. Yeah, I would too. To it. Many of the Zelda games, I watch the intro. Yeah. That's why the princess had a good intro. Yeah. With that. <laughs> anyway, we'll talk about it on the and, and some of the games like go on to a cutscene if you don't press start oh, or whatever. Yeah, that's and this right. one, I mean, it goes through little scenes of. It's just kind of Link living out there. Yeah. I think right around this time, there's even a even a part where. Uh, Link is like just not even on Epona, just hanging out and they're mm-hmm. just kind of sitting in one of the field elements. I don't know. Yeah, it's just so peaceful. <laughs> it's it not like not like this uh, <clears throat> not like the Hyrule Field music where it's this grand thing right away. It just kind of like... Oh my gosh! Oh no! <laughs> Enter Ganondorf. <laughs> oh I didn't no! push pause. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it wasn't peaceful anymore. <laughs> it went from peaceful to nightmare town. So, yeah, I'll bring up title theme one final time as we chat. I'll just play it in the background. So, and, uh, yeah, uh, this is great. So how long was that one, by the way? <laughs> that was a minute, minute 20. Minute 20. That's so what these, it sounds, it looks like the files that I have here are just the single loop. Gotcha. Not, in other words, not a loop. So, well, I mean, that was basically it, is that just okay. sometimes I would turn it on and watch it, and it was just kind of peaceful to watch and get ready to play this game and kind of get you into the right mindset of exploring, and has that kind of, like, twilight, either, well, either evening or morning Yeah, the lighting, I think, it. was even a bit that way. Uh-huh. It's like, the day is just beginning. Time to play The Legend of Zelda. Let's listen to it for a second. I do remember the kind of the ambient nature of the song and mm-hmm. the title where it's just I like this kind of thing where it's just yeah the symphony comes in here the strings more the strings come in and uh, like nothing's happening right <laughs> but you're just in it you're just able to live in it it's yeah it sucks you into the game right away I think and 
I want to make it clear that neither you nor I are like music theory experts, so we're not going to be able to talk too much about like the intricacies of the theory and all that, but we could talk about emotions. That's fine with me. Do you play any instruments, Kate? Um, so I do play a little piano. I yeah. actually tried to record myself playing some silliness from Breath of the Wild, but it's really hard to record yourself. Oh no, that's easy. You just piano. take your cat and put it on the piano <laughs> yeah. and then let that happen. That's, exactly. That's Breath of the Wild music. I'm working on training Milo to be my camera cat. Yes. Uh, I make fun, but I legitimately adore the minimal soundtrack in Breath of the Wild. I'll just say. Oh yeah. I love it too. I, I love it too. was like moved I said. by it immediately when I started playing that game. Yeah. And it's great to listen to when you're stressed out mm. and it's fun to play on piano because it's not too crazy difficult yeah. to learn. Um, a lot of the songs are kind of slower, so it's easy to kind of learn them at the correct speed or whatever. Um, so yeah, I play a little piano and then a little guitar. I know basic chords. You know guitar too. You're a well, guitar I'm actually, I guess player. I realize I'm in the same spot. I took, when I was back in fourth grade, I took about three years of piano. I was okay at it. Mm-hmm. So it was just enough to get some music theory. I did do one year with a viola, just enough to get a little oh, bit of music I theory. Viola too. This is great. Okay, cool. <laughs> I was going to say this is weird. Back in uh, middle school, yeah. Similar musical instrument taste. And then these days, a little bit of bit of guitar, but my music theory is fading just a bit. I, oh, was, yeah. I was a drummer in high school, so it was a lot more rhythmic mm. stuff. And I suck at math, so that's why <laughs> I don't remember any theory. What are we doing next? Okay. I can't wait. I'm starting to get excited about this. Uh, I like this. Do you want to go inside a house? Yes, question mark. Is it called inside a house on do your list? Call an adult inside the Deku tree. <laughs> Ooh, that's later. Later. We'll go, okay, let we'll me go, go through up. that one too. But yeah, this is. Oh, the music I have just house. Go, Let's yep, do it. House. On my list inside here. House or house. Because this one will just make you feel all warm and fuzzy inside. Is this the. Yep. <laughs> there it is. I like that this music appears in every game, question mark, or at least most of the games. This definitely popped up in Minish Cap, didn't it? Yes. When you went in? And it is definitely in Wind Waker. I know this because when you go inside a building, Link does like a little two-step and his steps kind of match up with a... Interesting. He like goes step, 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 step. And it's the cutest thing. I would always like watching that when he went inside a house. So this one gets stuck in my head. I don't know about you. Yeah, I have memories of it. Let's listen to it one more time. It's only 30 seconds long because I feel like when you go into a shop or a house, you probably don't spend much more than 30 seconds in there if you think about it. Probably not, unless you have to. It's kind of just right. Step away from the game for a second. Yeah, here it is. <clears throat> Coming into the house. So my building. notes say, I kind of wish this music played when I entered uh, someone's house in real life. Oh my God, I <laughs> love it. Because that would be so pleasant to it. just kind of sit and listen to. It doesn't annoy me. Like I could listen to this over and over and it wouldn't bug me in 64 in ocarina zelda 64 in ocarina when you'd go into a building would you ever find yourself switching to that over the top down view by pushing c up or would you usually stay in the fixed camera view because i remember loving the top down i'd always switch to the top down did i not know that i could do that (laughs) question mark (laughs) when you go into a house (laughs) you go to you push c up to change your view and it switches to a totally different angle and it looks straight down no what? I don't think I knew that. Kate May to be. I would look. You need to try this. I would like put it into my, you could still put it into your own view, right? Like first person view. No, that's the oh. thing. They Because, well, at least certainly in the village in the beginning and many, many of the shops, they were not rendered in 3D. They were pre-rendered images. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A la Resident Evil. Yeah, you know I do what remember I mean? that. And so they couldn't I have some... you just look around in first person. There were a few that were built as 3D math. Um, even Lon Lon Ranch was only um, was pre-rendered uh, rooms. And so mm. when you'd push that 
first person button, it would actually go up top and look down. Okay, well, I must have done that at some point because I would have tried to press that button to look, to look around, <laughs> do first person. But I do remember seeing stuff from the top down, but maybe I thought, maybe I didn't realize that I was making that happen. <laughs> and I was <laughs> like, possible. oh, it just switched. Oh, okay. It's possible. It was fun to like watch, uh, to watch where they drew all the little mat lines where Link would walk behind a bench or a fence and mm. they'd have to paint out, you know, create another layer of opacity so that it would look like he was behind mm-hmm. this pre-rendered fence and stuff like that. <laughs> anyways, anyways. So yeah, house going in the houses. What else you got? Um, let's go to, do you have the battle music? This I do indeed. Here it is. You will hear. This is the. A lot. Uh, here it comes. This is it kind is. of like when you go near go. an enemy. Yep, there yeah. it is. This is the part where if you hear it and you don't see any, anything, you're like, oh my gosh, where is it? What's going on? This is the one that I would always associate with a spider. Well, yeah. Flying around somewhere or swinging back and forth or just being nearby and it makes me uneasy, but that's the whole point. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Well, I think like when you see the enemy, it adds the, to the tension in a good way. And yes. sometimes when you don't see the enemy, it gives you a creepy feeling. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like one's nearby. And it's so I wrote it's it's ominous without being like super distracting. You're not like the music just kind of fades into the background, yeah. but it definitely is the right kind of <laughs> mood and tone for this kind of situation. Um yeah, I just wrote, I usually associate this with spiders lurking nearby and watch out. Oh, Anything. yeah, that's right. Watch out. Oh, And then man. this music would pop up. And I just, I'm trying to, so I'm listening to, to it right now. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to, trying to pick up any regularity of that bump, 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 bump. Yeah, there I, is a pattern there. I'll play it again. It's only a minute long. Here we go. It's like math music. It's that's a regular pattern in there, yeah. It's definitely there's like off on it's grabbing okay. upbeats yeah, and it's, it's grabbing like regular. off beats on triples and stuff. Okay. But it sounded cool. more irregular when I was first listening to it, like they were kind of all over the place, which well, I thought was cool. I would say that the the, the, the single, you know, it's a pattern, but within that pattern, they are quite irregular. It's true. Yes. And that's the only thing that makes it feel like a pattern is that. And I think that helps with the kind of like, ooh, I don't like this situation because the music is weird and yeah. it's not quite regular. Definitely. Definitely. Oh, there's that, some of that trumpet in the background. Uh-huh. This trumpet is not quite as effective. <laughs> so I think what they, with some of this stuff, it was a little bit like the Super Nintendo. The Super Nintendo didn't, had an interesting sound chip in it. The Super Nintendo didn't necessarily make its own music, but you could load in wave files essentially and then synthesize their pitch up and down. So mm. to play a guitar on the Super Nintendo, you'd load in a file that was a single guitar pluck, let's just say, mm-hmm. and then you would pitch shift it up and down. And that's how much of the music was done on Super Nintendo. I wonder if on the 64, if it was similar, because I do remember the 64 not having like a tremendous sound chip i always thought it wasn't crazy crazy good so fun fact mm-hmm. i know that the laughs of the pose that yeah is ganon's laugh sped up that's because i said that to you in like episode four. Oh, never mind <laughs> i also heard that online uh-huh. to be fair because i just uh-huh. saw that recently oh i don't know i was talking about it maybe in forest dungeon temple well, or something whatever that was a long time ago but yeah, well, yeah, I they, was the first person that said that ever of all time. So I don't know what you're shifting about. and speed shifting for sure. And yeah. that trumpet sounds a little bit that way to me there. Oh, I see. So 
like you think it's slowed? sounds like it's like a single note synthesized up and down. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like it. I, don't I hope like that. You I wish that trumpet. played every time I entered a house. Hey, everybody. <laughs> uh, that is a sign that you should leave. <laughs> Get out. Maybe the, he's right behind you. The correct song should play when you enter a house. Like which, you know, whatever one it really should be to kind of give you a cue. Like Mm-mm. you should or you should not be here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Uh, let's go to the shop music because that's Ooh, another favorite. Yes, I, I am scrolling for this one. Shop music. Uh-huh. Why don't you start talking about it? And I'm going to try to find it here. Um, so there's actually, I, I was telling you about this, uh, not while recording another day, but there's a vine. I don't, if, if y'all remember vine remember from vine? 20, 2009 mark, or whatever. I'm sorry. I have market, but that may not be shop. No. Market's probably down in the, down in like. In the castle high, town. Yeah, castle yeah. town. Keep going. But there's a funny vine of someone in a grocery store with the shop music playing and they're just like cruising down the aisles of the grocery store <laughs> listening to the Zelda tunes. It's like, oh, that'd be cool. This is weird. I don't think I can find this one in this list that we have. Um, but that's the one where it's like, isn't it a variation of one of the Zelda themes? I could be wrong. Maybe it's the shop theme is what shows up in Minish Cap, actually. I always thought shop and house were almost the same. I think they're similar, which is Shop. why I, I get them it. mixed up. Here we go. It was right there. It was right there the whole time before. <laughs> it was actually before battle, so that's why I got it. There oh, it is. There it is. <laughs> and it sounds like music that you would hear maybe in the grocery store, like a gas station or something. Okay, Like I a hear grocery store kind of innocuous, yeah. cheerful shopping music. You're right. I like these little shakers. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. These little oh, shakers. Little video game maracas. So, yeah, when I saw that vine with someone just, like, walking down the aisle going, hmm, what should I buy today? Like, oh, I should man, maybe uh, play this in my own headphones whenever I go to pick and save. Just, like, <laughs> cruising oh, yeah. the produce section. Hmm. There's that trumpet coming back yep. in. You know, there's something interesting about these interior songs that we're hearing, that all of them are only about a minute long. Mm-hmm. The first 30 seconds is pretty restrained and it's, and they usually add in a couple more instruments halfway through. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if that's by design because when you first, sometimes you go into a shop and you're only in there for 10 seconds. Right. Get the thing, find the thing, or you ran into the wrong thing, you run out, you know, and you do it. Um, oh, there we go. I'm just going to pause this as it gets to the end here. Um, so that's the idea is if you do actually linger for 15 minutes, you start looking around, it would make sense that the music should change and shift just a little bit. Yeah. Oh, that'll be another thing in Skyward Sword that I'll be very excited to talk about is how the music changes and shifts depending on who you talk to inside that big tent shop in the middle of Skyloft. Oh, Ooh, there's a lot of dyna- there's a lot of dynamic music in Skyward Sword, which is cool. I wonder if I didn't experience that because I did not go in that tent a lot, or ah. I didn't utilize it. I think nearly as much as other people would. It's have. Where you get your upgrades? I know, but like the potions and stuff. I am the person that like never uses potions in any of these dang yeah, games. Yeah, sometimes the potions become a little too much for me as well. I understand what you're saying. Yeah, so. Shop, that's right. Oh, I'm glad you had that one. I'm glad I yeah, found it. Yeah, I love that one. <laughs> that's another one that I wish would play in real life. Um, I'll take your Hylian shield, please. Yeah. <laughs> it's too big. I'll just squat like a turtle. It's fine. Yeah, I'll just hide <laughs> underneath it for a while. It's fine. Um, You want to go to, I know we just did like regular battle. Do you have boss battle? I do indeed right Let's here. Let's do that one. Yes, yes, yes. Again, we're not listening to all of these, but ones that I think stick out in my mind. My favorite ones. Ooh, yep. 
Always. Scarier. This is where you get some sound effect. Yes. This is the moment where you okay, fine, now you're live, you're active, you're trying to figure out what to do with yep. any of the bosses. And it instantly makes me feel anxious. Like this music is faster, obviously, yeah. than the battle. The battle itself is kind of like it seems less scary and ominous. And yes. this is like the pressure is on. These trumpets mean business. Mm-hmm. Well, it is kind of the crescendo of the whole, it, you know, the idea is maybe you have 20 battle musics and then you have the boss battle music. So it is, mm-hmm. if it's, if the whole dungeon is a piece of work, this is the climax. Yes. And it certainly sounds that way. I like the, the trumpets going up and down and up and down. That is also like yeah. irregular kind of weird melodies making it more tense. It almost gets into the realm of sound effect having to be there's a lot of accidentals in there and there's a lot of like mm-hmm. notes that maybe wouldn't naturally fit and there's a lot of that throughout like other songs that we're going to be listening to where it's almost kind of just like noise yeah. or like ambient noise plus sound effects and mm-hmm. those putting those two together really creates an effective like <clears throat> mood I wonder I can't recall I wonder how this one loops I think when it gets to the end I doubt that it goes into the thing again sometimes like some mario kart tracks you might actually start off to the side and then the loop is its own mm. loop and there might be like a couple measures of intro when I it actually know. loops in the game it'd be interesting to take a look i just know that i wanted this music to be over with as soon as humanly possible <laughs> whenever it started like I, I thought i thought it was always kind of climactic i kind of enjoyed it i mean it's cool and it's dramatic but after a while i'm like stressing me out i need it to stop yeah no i'm just gonna throw this one in there because then this is how it stops Right here. This is when you're clearing the boss. I've never heard that sound before. <laughs> it's usually, usually the boss is like disintegrating or freezing or burning yes, up right and then now. You're like, Whoa, the light beam. Oh yeah, the light comes down. Shooting down. Of course. Mm-hmm, of course. Mm-hmm. Where are we headed next? Um, you mentioned the Deku tree, so let's go mm. to that one. Yeah, no problem. No problem. I got it right here. That's my bad Mario. That's my like, that's my Super it's Mario no Brothers problem. 1980s live action film version. <laughs> Luigi. Don't, you probably shouldn't do that. Bob Hoskins. He pulled off a pretty intense accent. He was like, <laughs> they took like a, you know, the British guy anyway. It's okay. a me. Here it is. Yeah, this is the first time you're entering any kind of dungeon at all in the game. Yes. And when you're a kid, and this is the first time you enter, you think it's serious business. Yeah. Right now. It seems very spoopy. (laughs) Yes, indeed. Yeah, I remember the camera kind of panning around, looking at a couple different things. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we now know it's basically a training level dungeon. But again, like I said, it's the first time you're playing the game. First time you get into an actual three-dimensional space in an actual 3D Zelda game. And you're like, oh, it begins. <laughs> this is what this is going to be. Is there another Deku Tree song on there? That's all I have. Is that you were, That's not the one that you uh, were looking for, I'm thinking of huh? a different one. Well, let me look for the word Deku. I wonder if that one was more like when you're Is that meeting him, perhaps? Maybe. Yeah. You know what? That probably was meeting the Deku tree. It's definitely Deku tree involved. I know that much. But I'm thinking of like the oh. kind of peaceful kind of Oh, you know what? Yes. I just played Deku tree, which is uh, when the Deku tree is talking to Navi. Uh-huh. And I now just found 
inside. inside. Well, I mean, it's not like they're making these things easy to (laughs) differentiate or find. Chamber of Winds, Fortress of Winds, Mountain of Winds. What was that diminished cap? It was like, I don't know. Everything was of battle one, battle two, battle three, boss battle, super boss battle, mini boss battle, half boss battle, cannon battle. (gasps) This was the one that I was. Yes, this is it. Yeah. So this one. No, what I was saying, I did feel the same way though. When you get this kind of like. Noises. Yes, that yeah, that was more of the sound effects, especially with the things that popped out of the ground and you know waved at you and tried to attack you and the spiders and the whatnots. But I really like these kind of like flute chords. Mm-hmm. I think Almost they're so a band cool. flute, yeah. It is at, certainly as atmospheric. Yes. I don't know if there's an actual tempo going on here. There's you know what I mean. I'm sure it's in some kind of time signature, but I don't. It feels very freeform. I was going to bring up something, but I'm going to talk about it later. His just kind of use of bizarro notes. Like he has this way Mm. of putting notes together that you would not maybe think about putting together. Like that, that just played, that was weird. (laughs) Sometimes when you look at these songs on like printed out sheet music that people have Mm -hmm. uh, reverse engineered or whatever, you'll look at it and you're like, that is not music. Yeah. <laughs> that is not the music I'm used to looking at. This is crazy bizarre. notes all over the place and crazy rhythms. But when you're playing the game, it feels completely appropriate. Right. It just sounds, it like that sounded simple in a way, but I'm sure it wasn't simple to write. Like the combinations no. of those particular notes are just so interesting. Mm-hmm. And it's just a cool, like I could, it's another one of those moments where I could just kind of have Link stand there and I would just maybe listen to it for a while. I uh, believe that to be true and I'm not making fun of it yeah I think I would t- have times where I'd kind of take it all in too yeah it's music that adds to what you're doing as opposed to because there are definitely terrible pieces of music in video games that are distracting <laughs> um there's a video on YouTube that I watched which was like the worst video game music ever and I played it for Bill and oh my there, there are some bad ones actually interestingly enough there yeah. was a Legend of Zelda song on that list okay wait let me think is it from Legend of Zelda 2 no there's some pretty rough ones in there nope was it? Do you have any other guesses? Um, so I'm trying to think of something that might be interesting in a do- like in a dose of 10 seconds, but because you hear it over and over and over, it becomes grating. And I'm, I don't think I have a guess. Mm. You must tell me, mm. please. Twilight Princess. Didn't when that. you had to battle the shadow beasts and it's kind of more like like fart noises like oh (laughs) yeah well they did some like it was like electronic reverse waveforms where it sounded like broken electronic stuff yeah you're right Mm -hmm. yeah there's a little bit of that yeah horns in reverse and they're over digitized it that that is what they picked for the works because it wasn't even really music it was just kind of it was more sound effects than anything else however i disagreed with that choice because i was like this is effective this makes me anxious and i want to Kick these things butts and get rid of them I as agree. soon as possible so I don't have to hear anymore. I would <laughs> like, go so far as to say is that it's supposed to be bad music. Yeah. It's, it sounded to me like broken music, which right. lined up with them breaking the dimensions and coming into this dimension that they weren't supposed to be in and all that kind of stuff. And then the whole the squ- the right angles of all the graphics of the little mm-hmm. portals they'd come through evoked a digitalness. Yep. And so then I felt like the music actually also did that too. Oh, we get it. I know. And our <laughs> listeners will get it. I know. And the YouTube commenters get it. I know. Cause they were like, this doesn't <laughs> belong goodness. in this list. 
Boo. Oh, yeah. Fair enough. Let's do one more and then go to break. Okay. Well, let's. Uh, ooh. We got to go. Right. Uh, maybe two more. What do you got? I don't know. I can't mm-hmm. see your list. Okay. Well, let's save this one for after break. So let's go. Remember when you found the market one? Let's go. Back to the market. Back to the market. So we've just gone so through little, our, like, our first time. Now we've done the Deku tree, so to speak. We're not exactly going through total chronological order, but we've probably had a little cut scene, cut scene with Ganon, which perhaps we'll listen to next. Mm-hmm. Um, we've gone into Castle Town. It's the first time we're really Castle seeing uh, society. Uh, <laughs> that might be a little yeah, overstated. We're like normal human beings, quote unquote, yeah. rather than the forest folk. Right. Yeah. There was a town. Okay. Here we go. It's coming up right now in the market. <laughs> now this is. You know, we've spoken in past episodes about the classic European kind of medieval style yes. of, of stuff and how Zelda's trended away from that just a bit. Mm-hmm. This is right back right, to it. Right in it, isn't <laughs> yep. it? Absolutely. This um, is medieval times fair town plus two. Absolutely. Uh, there's actually another vine out there of a guy saying, you know what song always puts me in a good mood? And they start playing this and he's like bobbing his head back and forth. He's like, oh. And I agree. It's... Uh, happy bustling town music you feel like you are at the town and uh it has an energy to it i'm reading my notes and i wrote i miss it when uh i miss it when everything goes to hell seven years later (laughs) because then you go back to (laughs) castle town and and these zombies have taken yeah that is a uh, bummer the place so you don't hear this music in castle town the whole game so you do hear it it's kind of nice that was great special little tune i love it a jaunty little ditty Jaunty little ditty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, I was also was thinking there, there is a lot of energy that's evoked in that song. Not not energy like a climactic situation, but there's a lot of just the little, the moving beat and everything like that. Yeah. And it helps the town feel more alive because even though there were many character models in that town, many of them were kind of just standing around and not doing much. Or spinning in a circle. Spinning in a circle. Because sure. <laughs> when you love, that's what you do. You just hang on and spin. Uh-huh. Um, Until you die. Compared to what happened in Twilight Princess where there's people walking around and all that kind of stuff, which was, I I was really moved by the Twilight Princess castle town. But I think that in this way, the music really, it almost feels diegetic. It almost feels like it really is music that's happening there. Whereas boss battle music feels like it's outside of the universe of Zelda. This feels like you're actually hearing it in the town. You know what I mean? And isn't it the case where like, if you go there there at a certain time of day, like maybe right before, for right at sunset or something, there is no music. There's something like that, yeah. Yeah, like if you go there at a certain time, there's there's nothing playing, I and I don't night like there, it. At night, there isn't any music. That's I true, that. and that makes a little more sense. You only hear like the wolf howling and mm-hmm. stuff like that, and the crows cawing, and that yeah. that makes more sense for nighttime. But it's when you go there at like sunset and there's nothing happening that there it's like I don't like it. Which is my actually favorite place to go to places. Or favorite time to go to places because of the Sunset. lighting. Yeah, yeah, you always and have these nice warm tones. Orange and pretty, but then the lack of music is, is a bummer. Interesting. So uh, Kakariko Village gets really orange, too, during that sunset time. That's I my kinda favorite like that. time to go there. Aw. Yeah. I like it, too. Hmm. Well, on that note, let's take a little break, shall we? Yeah, sounds we'll good. We'll get back into the, into the tunes. Get back into the tunes in a minute. All right. See you on the flip side. Okay, bye. <laughs> Hey everyone, David Geisler here, and I am very excited to share that we have just launched our Patreon page for another Zelda podcast. Patreon is a great way for creators to grow their content, and we're really looking forward to using this space as a way to say thank you to our listeners. We'd love to have your support, and we've put together some rewards that we're pretty excited about. Things like additional uncut bonus content, custom wallpapers, and of course, early access to all of our episodes. 
So if you like, after the show, head on over to our page at patreon.com slash another Zelda podcast. You can also find a link to the page in our show notes. Thank you very much. And we're back. Welcome back to another Zelda podcast. We are here talking about some tunes from Ocarina of Time or Ocarina of Tune. If Whoa. you want to rephrase it, that's uh, I'm rebranding it. Super cool. Are you joke. ready? <laughs> All right. So we're going to get back in. That's a super cool joke. Thank you so much. <laughs> Uproarious laughter after I'm that laughing. one coming from Dave. All right. So let's get back into the tunes. We took a little break and we'll get right back into it with, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know, Hyrule Field. Whoa. Ooh, this is a good one to come back yeah, to. That's why I wanted to save it until oh after goodness. the break. So. Just looking for it here. Uh I didn't know that that was what was going to happen. Sorry, I I know. I I surprised you. So I'm not seeing Hyrule Field, but I've got Legend of Hyrule. You think that might be it? Oh, Hyrule Field main theme. Here we go. Uh Here we go. It's time for adventure. Are you ready for adventure? It's funny because a lot of people confuse the Hyrule main theme with the Legend of Zelda theme, and it's not necessarily. Uh Uh In fact, the Legend of Zelda theme song, I think, may never actually be played in Ocarina. There it is. (laughs) Good times. I don't know if this is my favorite song or not because you just spend so much time in Hyrule Field that, yeah. and you just, at least in my case, end up singing along <laughs> the whole time. This is a four and a half minute song. Oh, there you go. They know that you're going to be out there for a while. Right. So there's plenty, plenty, uh, tunage. Um, so this to me, like just speaks of the horse, you know, that's yeah. a horse like rhythm. I think there's, it's a galloping type of melody. Yeah. I like, I like that. it. It steers you forward. It's not a song to just stand still to like some of the others that we've listened so far, like the good Deku tree point song. You do not just stand around in Hyrule field. When you listen to this song. No, this one is like, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, the first time for me leaving Kakariko Village or Kakiri Village. Um, yes. And Kapora Gabora talks to you, and then all of a sudden you hear this song come that, in. Yeah. I was like, the world is mine. I'm going to go everywhere. <laughs> Where can I go? Yep. And I went to the left, and that crazy big flying spinny thing killed me immediately. Oh, sure. I was like, I okay, let's give this another go, and I went to the right. I don't know if I've ever beat the giant spinny thing. I don't get ever. it. Like maybe the hook shot. I don't know. I don't think I've ever tried. Maybe they're not there when you're big, though. Yeah, I've always just avoided that thing. There's so many pieces to the song already, like that little in the background. This is the closest to a quote-unquote traditional song that we've heard so far. I almost said real song. Sure. These are all real songs. But this has choruses and little bridges happening and themes. I think when I first started playing the game, I thought that some of the things that are happening in the song only happened when you got to a certain location yeah. because right now it sounds like you're in danger or something yeah. it kind of has these moments of something dangerous is happening or coming so I think when I first started playing I was like well maybe if I go in this direction you know this thing plays I yeah. don't know but like the dynamic music sure yeah yeah which we would see more of in future Zelda games yeah even out in the field I just love the whole dang song this thing's all over the place write this <laughs> I don't write music you know that's a good point but see, you know some of these notes okay. do not make any sense together but they really do in the best kind of way you know it is interesting we're when you're writing video game music maybe that's the difference between writing video game music and for example I always compare them to a score or a soundtrack for a movie mm-hmm. and in films you'll also have stuff you don't it's not like a 4-4 four, four 
rock song where you're just like, we know what's going to happen for the next two and a half minutes. Right. We know the four chords. We know that there isn't going to be time. You know, nothing's going to be changing. We know what's happening. With a soundtrack, they can still be, even if it's like John Williams and you know what's going to happen for the next minute and a half, he'll still put things in there that you don't expect. Right. And that are interesting and unusual. Yeah. But to some degree, you do, some of it is still pretty regular because it's edited into a film and the film can control all these little moments we're hearing in this song right now. Mm-hmm. Would f- go along with action on the screen, like yeah. what's happening. And so maybe by breaking that up, breaking up that syncopation and breaking up those patterns a little more as we listen. Okay, now we got another theme coming in. Like this would be a cut, this would be a crane shot down of the guy going across the field in his horse. Right. But you don't get that in the video game. So you just have to, then, look at this. I guess you just have to put all these little bits in there so that they like, what do if, kind of line up with something like you had. Yeah, you know, what if this person goes over to the river at this point and yeah. oh, they're by the peaceful river now, or they're, oh, they're coming upon the castle drawbridge now, or the sun is going down. Hmm. I love it. So many times in my memory, I re- accidentally remembered the actual Zelda theme being in Hyrule Field instead mm-hmm. of the Hyrule Field theme. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Anyways. All right. Okay, I'll pause this. Cruise along. Oh yeah, we should note. We were looking at your notes during the break, and you have like three more pages of songs. (laughs) So unless it's going to be a two-parter, which I don't think it is, a lot of favorites. Let's 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 hit it. Cruise through. All right, Uh, Epona song. Mm. Can't skip that one. No, hopefully all all the ones that I bring up are can't skip that ones. Horse race. Looking for Epona. Looking for Epona. Maybe I should have looked at your notes before we did all this. Sorry. Well, let's talk about Epona a little bit while I look. So this is like classic Western style cowboy song. You have the harmonica-ish type um, instrument. You have the guitar-ish type instrument. Um, Obviously, you have the singing, quote unquote, you know, as close as they can really get to, to singing this song. But I always liked... Coming into Lan Lan Ranch, again, usually at sunset is when I tried to get there just because it all looked prettiest yeah. then. And then you just kind of listen to the sweet little melody as you're I enjoy, I think I found it here. Ranch. I enjoy, we call it a bonus song, but here it's listed as Lan Lan Ranch. Perhaps that's it? No. I mean, I think no. they go, Epona's song will be in here. The, yeah, you're right. The melody of it. So this works. There, there it is. is. <laughs> that's Epona. That's interesting. I can't actually find a Epona's song. This is the gist of it, though. I mean, that's why I'm saying, you know, you have the... Just found it. Thank you. Oh. I'm sorry. I am so mad that I'm quitting <laughs> the podcast it. right now. Oh, I think this is just the Ocarina one. Ocarina, Opona song. This is what that's I got. It. All right. Well, cool, the cool, other cool. one, that's that's the one I was, I guess, referring anyway, to. Yeah. This theme continues through the Zelda th- th- series, even into Breath of the Wild. I love hearing it in the distance when I'm approaching a stable. In Breath yes. of the Wild. Yes. Anyway, we can keep moving, but we'll just... Yeah. There she I don't is. know. I like this one a lot. It just has the right kind of peaceful mood again. Totally sets the tone of the place. I I wonder when he was composing this kind of stuff, did he have like pictures, you know, to kind of get inspiration from? Oh. He's seeing like drawings I would suspect concept art yeah sorry I interrupted you I would suspect concept art but maybe not models you know maybe he wouldn't know exactly what was going on yeah I just it's like which came first the Mm -hmm. the music or the 
image, which yeah. came first, chicken or egg kind of thing. Um, let's go to the Lost Woods. Oh, Maybe sure. We'll be nearby. I've got it right here. List. Yeah. Lost Woods. So is this everyone else's favorite one? <laughs> Question oh. mark? Well, Lost Woods is basically Saria's song. Correct. So we have a lot of these, like, we have Saria's song, Epona's song, and then they're re-expressed in an area. Mm-hmm. Do you think this is everyone's favorite? Is this? This is. I think this is like the second most recognizable mm-hmm. Zelda song. This is. We have a version of this in our intro for our podcast. There you go. You spend a lot of time in the Lost Woods, especially if you're not very good at navigating the Lost Woods. No, that's so. a, that's a great example of dynamic music happening inside Ocarina, where they use it as a game device, where you can hear the yes. the percussion come in or not. Yes. To understand which way. Oops, oops, oops. It's gonna go into the next song here. Pause it. Um, where you, yeah, so the part of the puzzle of the Lost Woods in Ocarina is to listen for the percussion going in and out or the music in general. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's the other way around. Maybe the percussion stays and then the melody comes in I when you're entering the maybe right Maybe the melody, door. yeah. I also, that melody is. always reminds me of the, like, Scarecrow-esque Skull Kid from Twilight Princess, and well, I hate that thing. Indeed. So I don't always have a positive association with this song because then I hear that... Like when he's playing his stupid little thing that makes all the other scarecrows come and kick your butt. Skull Kid does get a bit frustrated. That's is that basically the Lost Woods and Twilight Princess? Mm -hmm. Where you get lost in there, they kind of they do it. It's similar. Do it twice, which is a joy. (laughs) (laughs) That's like the one bummer about Twilight Princess, which we've talked about, is kind of going and visiting the same places over and over with not a lot Uh, changing. Once you going back and forth. Once you crack the code on Lost Woods and Ocarina. There's a lot to explore. Yeah. A lot of cool little rooms. All right. It's a happy little melody. I like it. Um, let's go to, do you have a Dodongo's Cavern? Ooh, I do, I Dan? do, right here. So here's another one that's kind of more ambient noise. Yeah. Maybe the first, well, tree was, the tree, Deku was kind of ambient. Yes. Similar. And what's. Oh, yeah, the shrieking. It's interesting, and we've kind of talked about this before, is the similar similarities between Deku Tree, Dodongo's Cavern, and Jabu Jabu is that you're always inside like a living thing. Oh, so yeah. these are maybe just the noises of being inside a living thing, which is Dodongo Cavern, I think, is a cave, but you do go into that big, huge head, which is not an alive creature, but it's something. You're definitely inside. Oh, yeah, yeah. But still. You have a point. But you're still, like, inside a being of some kind, and it's, I don't know, maybe that adds to the creepy moodiness of the I remember thinking music. that shrieking was, again, diegetic. I remember thinking it actually meant that, that there were sound effects happening in the mm. distance. As you get older, you realize it's part of the track. But as a kid, it was moving yeah. to hear that. I called this anti-music music. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. It's not quite music, but kind of. Indeed. Um, Where should we go next? Kakariko Village. Oh, jumping around a little. Well, I guess not. I guess Isn't not. Kind of? Yeah, here we go. Kakariko. Mm-hmm. This is another place I spent lots and lots and lots and lots of time. Kakario is what I said when I was in, like, ah, yes. And this one comes back in other games, too, but I think this one tends to change a little bit from what I remember. Well, I think this one has a theme. Doesn't It has a day and night theme. Yeah. But does it change over time as well? No, I mean, like, between games, I think it changes the melody just a little bit. Like, you can hear this melody in other games, but I don't think it's always, like, exactly the same. No, I agree. Like, the song is in Breath of the Wild, but sort different. of different. Twilight Princess, it's pretty close. Mm-hmm. No, no Kakariko and Wind Waker, I think, right? No, that one's 
kind of odd. <laughs> but the music in Wind Waker is awesome too, I think. Mm-hmm. So I wrote that this one just reminds me of a farming village at sunset, which again is when I like to visit. But this one is just kind of definitely less bustling than Castletown and everything. It's just kind of a peaceful, you can yeah. just kind of hang out on the roof, climb the ladder and hang out on the roof with that guy. It feels like everyone's going home from work. Yes. <laughs> in the, with this song. Except for the construction workers. I know, even yes. though they're running around like crazy, it has a feeling of like... <laughs> Everything's cool here, There's an here, evening-ness guys. to yeah. it. Just chill out, man. <laughs> cool. All right. Where are we going next? Um, let's do the Lord Jabu Jabu then. Another oh, weirdo one. Yes, of course. Kind of take a happy little break in the middle of the creepy... Inside Jabu Jabu's belly. That's where mm-hmm. I'm going right now. Here it is. It's loading up. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. The bubbles. There's, there's that stomach ache noise. Stomach gurgling. Wow. I never noticed. You're right. It's gross. <laughs> what? I'm going to turn this up. Yeah, you sound like you're in a, in, mm-hmm. a, in a creature. It's what I hear when I put my ear to Milo's belly. That's for sure. My cat's stomach sounds like this. Well, maybe not with the music. I'm pretty sure with the music. But there are definite chords there, too. Wow. You know, I mean, it's not just like yeah, nothing, or it's not just random notes. There are definite like chords, and he uses a lot of fourths, which are like your prime creepy mm. sounding chord. Um, and I think that one... Jabu Jabu and specifically is a lot of fourths in that one. Oh, that's a great that's a great comment because usually at least in America we really like things in thirds in musically speaking. Yes, those sound much happier to our ears. Yeah. So uh, Koji Kondo likes his fourths a whole lot. Um, so are you, you comfortable? Not anymore. Not anymore. Koji, quit it. Cut it. Go back to the third. Ko- you always do this, Koji. Make me feel happier. <laughs> So if we go to Ganon's theme mm-hmm. from here, kind of you get the same kind of creepy fourths and, and the same gist of it all. Here we are, loading up. Yeah. Ganondorf's theme right here. Mm-hmm. This We really basically hear this whenever he's, like there's a cutscene and he's talking to Link or something. This might be, this is in a cutscene somewhere. Maybe when they're just talking about this could have been him riding through the fires and the flames. Yeah. I'm sure it comes up a couple times, but so this is... <laughs> Sorry, I'm just enjoying listening That's to this. fine. So this is called, and I watched this, I don't know if you showed me this video or if I happened upon it, but it, there's a YouTube, you showed me 8-Bit Music Theory, right? Oh my gosh, that guy. That guy, he knows his stuff. So, like, we clearly don't listen to this guy. Like, go out to YouTube. There's a video about creepy music, how yep. Koji Kondo writes creepy music. Yes. And so that song in particular is repeating semitone leaps where it's kind of going, it's kind of doing the same thing, but making weird note transitions and not quite the same intervals. And it doesn't make any sense. And it makes you feel uneasy. And just the way that he writes this music and the, the the concepts that he uses to write this music is mm-hmm. very cool. So I highly recommend checking that, that channel is amazing. It's very I cool. Love that kid. He I'm on his discord actually. And I keep trying to get the guts to ask him to come on our show as a guest. Oh my gosh. That'd be Maybe amazing. in season two, I could, I'm a little fan struck or starstruck with him. I mean, he's a young <laughs> guy, but like, 
I'm a little nervous, but maybe I should just reach out and ask him to come on and just speak about Zelda music in general next that'd year be, or something. That'd be super cool. And I'm sure our listeners would love that. I'm just like hanging out in the corners of his discord. Like, hey, hey, hey hi. hi. Hello. How's it going? <laughs> no, his channel is amazing. He breaks down a lot of this stuff. And you're right. He has a lot of Zelda yeah, videos. Check the video out. Okay. Uh, moving on. Let's go to the Forest Temple. Forest Temple. Which, um... Some of our feedback was concerning because it That's they right. like that music even though they hate the temple and get lost, which, yeah, I still get lost in the Forest Temple, too. We've heard about the Forest Temple music even all the way back from episode two. There it is. I love it. It's so weird. Yeah. And in that YouTube video that I just mentioned, the 8-bit music theory, um, you can see he puts up the sheet music briefly while talking about this song, and it's just odd. I also wonder if... Kondo writes sheet music if he writes it out or he just kind of composes it, it and doesn't know it sheet It feels music. like he might compose it, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah. Because I feel like if you wrote it, you maybe wouldn't get some of all of these weird little rhythms. Yeah. It almost has to... I wouldn't well, know how to... Originally, he was in jazz and stuff. Is that what you said at the beginning yeah, of this yeah, episode? Yeah. That makes a little more sense. Yes. He might perform it first. I think the jazz background makes a lot of sense with the Mario music that he's written. Well, that's for sure. Too. Um, yeah, Mario music is technically jazz music. Oh, yeah. For mm-hmm. sure. You don't think about it that way. So, do you? So, I wrote that it kind of sounds like bones rattling in the background or bones, something. Bones, for me, it always felt like bamboo or like hollow logs or like wind chimes made of sticks that were hollow, is what I felt. Forest Temple, sure. that's what it was evoking. But I just have a creepier mind, maybe. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I think I think the bones kind of lines up too. That reep, 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 reep. I always assumed that was music, not a sound effect. But there's like weird noises in there. It's like, it's almost like an animal singing, like yes. a weird bird or something. But you don't really know what it is, but it fits the Forest Temple so well. A lot of people forget that the Forest Temple's spooky spooky because it has the, the, the Poe sisters in it. Yes. You know, so there is a spirit type of thing. Yeah. Oh yeah, Celeste Roberts mentioned, she said, would the Shadow Temple also consider, be considered a spirit temple, mm, by the way? Yeah, we yeah, were it is a, That was debating. a tough episode to do, yeah. the spirit one. I think we, we got a little caught up, but um, <laughs> we'll do a Shadow one or something like that as well some well, other time. Well, why don't we go to the Shadow Temple right Whoa, now? Oh, I can't wait. Scrolling, 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 Another scrolling. temple time, all the temple music. This one is all so creepy. There it is. I think the forest one is more like eerie than like outright scary. And then yeah. this one just. Oh, right. I don't like it. Yeah. No. Right. Who are these people singing at me? I think they're ghosts. I definitely don't like the lady ghosts. The lady ghosts. Go, <laughs> I love it. And sound like the creepy Halloween toys. There's a lot of this pitch shifting on samples here. We're hearing a lot of that. Mm-hmm. Where it's one file, and then they're synthesizing it up and down. It's the way like old synthesizers used to map cello on a mm-hmm. keyboard. They play like four or five notes of the cello, and then they pitch it up and down. time recalling the shadow temple right now can you help me out this is so you have your lens of truth and so you're seeing all the this oh this the lens thing of truth oh maybe shadow temple is a spirit temple that noise i don't know if the music that we're gonna have playing is gonna be at the same like spot and oh yeah we're, okay so i was like is this machinery is this 
Are these people that kind of grinding noise in the background that just played? So there's a, definitely a theme here that a lot of these songs that specifically go with the interiors or at least the dungeons, mm-hmm. they're definitely expanding the world building, you could say. Maybe there oh, yeah. isn't an exact reason why we're hearing right now right. or an exact reason why we're hearing the sounds of bones or wood or shrieks, but it makes us wonder why we're hearing that. Yes. And it makes you wonder if it's in the universe or not in the universe. You know, if it was yeah. just the You're classic. Like, are these people in here singing to me right now? Is or it music? Is, that just... is it a sound effect? Yeah. I love that it really blurs that line. Yeah. So uh, to go back to your question. So the shadow temple was the lens of truth and there are the hands that grab you. Out of the really? ground and everything. The wall masters? Really? Aren't they, they're also no, oh, the sorry. Wrong temple? hands. So these are like white, sickly little hands. I'm having a hard time remembering thing. the Shadow Temple right now. It's, maybe you have tried to forget it. <laughs> I wouldn't Perhaps. blame you. It's in the bottom of the well. Or no, it's not, in, well, no. It's tied to the bottom of the well. Right. It's like it's like what the it's like what that ice cavern dungeon is before the water temple. How mm-hmm. you kind of have a pre-dungeon mm-hmm. before the dungeon. Kate, are we... I'm guessing, are we going to the spirit temple next? Yeah, let's go to the spirit temple. We'll, we'll just knock out all the temples right here. Oh, interesting. So we did okay. shadow. We'll go to spirit next. Sounds good here. I'm Decidedly less creepy. Yeah, weird, temple. right? Like this, this, I thought when we were doing our spirit temple episode, I was thinking, oh, spirit temples, they're so creepy. They're full of spirits. Shadow temple, way, way scarier. Mm-hmm. And again, this spirit temple is much more of that kind of religious implications that we spoke about in the spirit dungeons episode there's not not necessarily religious but like the deities and the places to worship the the implications of that definitely are much clearer here even in the music yeah and I like when this little right here like other instrument comes in it's weird solo sex it's moody you know it's not but it's yeah it's more reverent that night I never saw her again Rain starts pouring. The guy's film noir. He's walking down the middle of the street. I went to that spirit temple. <laughs> Never go back there again. Do you think this is like Middle Eastern or like Far Eastern? Yeah, there's a there's an essence here. Now that the rhythm's coming in. Yeah. Oh, maybe this is supposed to be more of a like a sitar or something like that. Not yeah. a sitar. Um, one of those. I'm very ignorant right now about the instrument that's implied to be playing or inferred to be playing. But well, to me, it almost sounds like a there like, it is oboe clarinet type thing weirdly yeah. enough but I don't know did you hear that that's that whole pitch shift thing but anyway uh, I just like yeah it's definitely more peaceful you totally get the desert vibe of everything you're going mm. through the desert through the sand the light so shafts are coming in so we have to save Shadow Temple for next year for our graveyard episode for Halloween then I now I'm Much redacting creepier. or di- didacting or something spirit temples yeah this is so <laughs> much more it's not it's not, not spooky creepy. spirit. I don't know. There's a little like, ooh, what's around that corner? I don't know. It's like mysterious though, yeah. rather than ominous. This is the maybe the most classic bass line we've had so far, which is like, it's moving along. It's, it's some of this. The, what's happening in the background is music that we are used to hearing. You could say at mm-hmm. least in North America. Mm-hmm. But then it's interesting because the melody here is so east. I think it's a really cool. This one is definitely more exploring. Exploring around every corner. I could chill to this. (laughs) (laughs) I could work to this. I'm all right with this. I can see that. Interesting. All right. Well, let's 
move on to this. the next temple mm-hmm. of Wata. We're almost at the end. The Water Temple. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Water Temple is interesting. It is not as horrible as one might recall, music-wise, and even the temple. Mm, that might be it for debate. Oh, you don't like the this? latter part? No, I love the music. Mm. Obviously, it has a definite water vibe to it. I mean, it sounds like rain falling or yeah. like water's hitting. It sounds like how the, what rain falling looks like or something, or yeah, like yeah, dribbling yeah. off of. He's so good at evoking the correct imagery. Yeah, I think so. His music. It's so cool. You know, again, okay, so th- like I said, this is evoking water trickling down a wall or, a fr- you know, anything. Or dribbling, rip, rippling along the surface. And those mm-hmm. are things that were not seen in the visuals because the graphics just weren't at that level to see shimmering little streams of water going down the edges. Right. So you got it in but the music. In the music. Instead. It's like that Star Wars thing where he, where George Lucas asked John Williams to write this humongous score to help the film feel bigger. Because mm-hmm. even though there was like crazy effects, the truth is many of those visuals were pretty minimal. Yeah. In, Star, in the original Star Wars. It's interesting, too. I don't know how much the guitar sound really fits into a water temple, but it works mm-hmm. anyway. And the flute definitely does. Like There this. it is. I'm liking that. I'm liking That's another that. thing. It's <laughs> <laughs> another thing where you're like, is someone here playing this flute? Is there a character here playing this music right now? Is We're like definitely a water temple band I should go see? Yeah, the Trickle Trickles is definitely <laughs> feeling... Sound effecty, and then some of this does feel like it's soundtrack. Oh, I thought mm-hmm. you meant the band in the Water Temple was called the Trickle Trickles. Yeah, they are. You didn't know? I like it. Let's I have their first. The I have their EP. It's really cool. Ooh. I knew them before they were cool. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, like Water it. Temple. All right, let's go to um, I think my favorite one, Gerudo Valley. Ah, that's my jam. So I was listening to the 25th uh, anniversary symphonic album while I was driving up here today mm-hmm. just to kind of get in the mood. Mm-hmm. Boy, that's a good album. This is the one that came out when Skyward Sword came out. Yes. It was the first time that they did the symphony orchestra tour. Mm-hmm. I think they're on maybe three or perhaps even four times now. Mm-hmm. And they switch it up each time. But the first time was a real highlight. And there's an entire Gerudo Valley track, you could say, I on that album. Listen to that again. Oh, boy. I'm- I'll give you the files. It's not on iTunes. I just have the disc and I ripped it. So I have the MP3s. I have the CD somewhere. Did you get it when you got Skyward Sword uh-huh. or something? Yeah. Um, it's somewhere. Um, it is phenomenal. The Gerudo cool. Valley was just amazing done as a symphonic situation. But here it is in Ocarina. There it is. Yep. Yeah, this so, is good, good times. I've always loved the, that of like sound effect. I don't know what instrument that is. If it's like wood blocks or like there's some, there's some like kind a, of percussive hand instrument, I think, yeah. makes that noise. And there's actually another song. It's like... The Clavs or something they're called. I can't remember. Something like that. But there's a... So I also listen to a lot of Disney music or I used to listen to a lot more Disney You music. still do. I do still a little there's bit. But there was that. this album of like weird versions like weird cover versions of classic songs and this one was like a Pinocchio song had this instrument in the background yeah and I just thought it was the coolest percussion here it comes oh never mind <laughs> that's where the horn came so sorry oh. so sorry yeah not yet, cool not percussion yet. yeah it moves it drives and so I've always liked that mute that instrument and in song so then when I first played this in the video game I was like oh it's mm. so cool 
interesting. Then, I think here you actually have to kind of stay off your horse a little bit. Oh no, you need the horse to get over the ravine, but then at a certain mm-hmm. point you have to jump off a Pona and you're on your own. But it's still, I think, horseback type music yeah, that's definitely action, action tunes. As far as like our time signature and our tempo, this is very quote unquote normal music. Yes. Yeah, it's not really meant to be just kind of listened to. Yeah. But it, it still has that desert stuff. vibe to it. So cool. I like it. Yeah, All right. Yeah, it feels good. Um, uh, Song of Storms. Do you have that oh, sure. one? Or it's, yeah, like, it's like that one combined with like the windmill. I don't know. I might say the windmill. Yeah, right, 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 right. His theme. Because you got to play that one. You can't leave that one out. Song of Storms. Oh, here I have it on the, well, I have it on the ocarina. And then I have the windmill hut song. So that's probably... Of course, here it is on the ocarina. Mm-hmm. That's it. Cool enough. <laughs> and then here's windmill. <laughs> Loading up right now. Yes. Yeah. This is a favorite of a lot of other people, too. And it, it might be just because of the crazy organ grinder windmill guy. <laughs> Who's really going how, to town on that. How insane he is. Yeah. I hate this song, but I'm also going to like just stand here forever <laughs> yeah. listening to it. So we have a driving percussion again in the background, this time with a tambourine. Mm-hmm. I just have always liked this melody. It's a mm-hmm. cool little riff. I feel like this melody gets slowed down in some other games, or am I just imagining that? It might appear in other games. There's a windmill in Oracle of Ages, or Oracle of Seasons. Yeah, I'm playing through that right now, as I've said. There's a windmill in Wind Waker, too, yes, but I don't know if this song is involved. I think that's... Um, the island that you're on is really mostly just that music there. Perhaps when you go inside, it'd be interesting to... Uh, yeah, why don't, don't we remember from inside. our review? I might... There it is. I'm accidentally playing another song. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, what's next? All right, last one that I have mm-hmm. of my highlights is Zora's Domain. Oh, I'm another... so happy. I thought you... I was afraid you might skip it. No way, man. But mm-hmm. it is Z, so maybe that's why it's at the bottom. Oh, okay. I get it now. Well, I've got Kotaki and Kume's theme here, too. That's a good one, too. You want to hear it real quick? Sure. Just doing it. Let's do that. Then we'll go to Zora. This is in the spirit. Yeah. This is during their cutscene now when they're yakking at each Uh, other. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I love that. So, I mean, they are so thematically, like, not appropriate for this dungeon. You know, like witches or Eastern or like um, European culture. Mm-hmm. We're in a we're in more of an Eastern kind of experience, but the music I think does line up mm-hmm. with the dungeon. Yeah, especially those little ding ding, That's those cute. little noises that kind of brings in from the other spirit temple music. Yeah. All right. I, I like sorry. It. There. Here we go. Zora's domain. <laughs> yeah. Oops. There we go. Oops. This one. This one will be a nice little outro for our discussion on music because it'll just just make you feel like you're relaxing in a nice nice tropical island. Like you're in a spa. Yeah. Just kind of kicking back. Swimming. I remember getting a touch of anxiety the first time I went to Zora's Domain. Something about the layout made me feel like I wasn't sure where to go or something. Like I didn't know. I felt like I kept feeling like I was intruding on the Zoras, honestly. <laughs> Zoras domain. Sorry. Yeah, we're in Goran City. I was just running around like a crazy man. Well, they were a little more welcoming there. The Zoras aren't. That's a good point. Quite as friendly. Oh, I heard a wonderful theory about. 
I don't know if this is official or not, but the, an idea that the reason the Zoras, perhaps Tandem Legends was discussing this now that I think about it, perhaps the reason that Zora's domain, the Zoras are the way they are in Ocarina, they're hidden back a little bit, you mm-hmm. have to find them, you need to use the royal song to get into their domain and all the rest, up the river, hard uh-huh. to find, they're not super welcoming, is because um, before this, in many ways, the Zoras were even sometimes enemies. They were river Zoras and stuff oh, yeah. like that. And perhaps there's there Maybe a they culture that's distant a bit, a distant culture. Whereas the Gorons, as you pointed out in our Goron episode, were front and center right from the beginning, right yep. there in Skyward Sword and everything. Yeah. The Zoras are a bit more aloof. Interesting. Even though this sounds like a spa. I mean, they're having a great time, but they don't necessarily want everyone else to have their it great time. Doesn't exactly feel welcoming. It does kind of feel like you accidentally opened a door to a spa. And you're like, oh, oh, sorry, you're relaxing in here. <laughs> Excuse me, sorry. Sorry, pardon me. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Just a little bit for me personally. Interesting. Not your take. What was your take? Yeah, on I liked running around there, and the king seemed nice enough, and you got to dive in the water. And yeah, that was hunt cool. For rupees, and I kind of like whenever I can swim in a video game and not die. Hmm. I have a good time. Cool. Because water's not meant to hurt you. Interesting. Well, that's uh, basically all we had. Again, we're we're not experts on on music theory or anything like that. We just kind of wanted to discuss at least my favorite tunes and You're, hopefully. Yeah, do I you like have it. a an all time favorite ocarina? Who, tune? Me personally? Yeah. No, I don't know if I do. To be honest, I think all I can speak to is that I have a ingrained or an embedded memory of hitting Hyrule Field for the first time as a kid sure. and hearing that Hyrule theme, which I've spoken to before on this podcast and other episodes, and having that be a really for, a formative moment for me in all of my Zelda gaming experiences. Absolutely. And uh, that's like my second favorite song, so yeah. I, I hear you. The one I hum the most is probably Saria's song, though mm-hmm. also the one that we use for the intro of our show. There you go. Uh, just, we just How put fitting. it on a piano track. It's not actually this. Our intro isn't the actual song. It's the melody, though, just performed on a piano. Cool. Anyway. Well, uh, yeah. what are y'all's favorite songs mm-hmm. from Ocarina of Time? You guys should let us know via all the social medias, which Dave is going to tell you about right now because I'll I can never keep them straight. Happily talk about them. First and foremost, I actually feel that an episode like this would be wonderful for our Discord channel. We keep um, uh, Discord channel running but we keep a little channels inside the channel we have a discord running and one of the channels is that's how you say it one of the channels is ocarina of time yes and i think it'd be a great place for us to continue discussing some of the songs that we liked or didn't like um in this game and how they affected us in some of our moments and if people get on in there and chat with myself or kate or maybe even mr alex sheen uh who goes by ocarina of rhyme perhaps um, we can continue the conversation and, and still have some more things to say about all this. Yeah. So you can find a link to our Discord in the show notes, or also we have a link to Discord on our website, anotherzeldapodcast.com. So but many if links. If you're just in the mood, <laughs> well, we have to do links there. Everything else can be <laughs> screen name. Oh. Do you get it? You know, that's good. That's you're really nailing it tonight. No one has ever used that joke before. The jokes. Literally, Zelda games use that joke. Shut up. All right. <laughs> um, people can tweet us at Another Zelda Pod or find us on Instagram at Another Zelda Podcast. Also, we have a Facebook page, which you're more than welcome to search by just you know typing in Another Zelda Podcast into the old search bar on Facebook and leaving us comments there or messages. Uh, if you'd like to speak to me personally, I go by Rapture Paint on Dave's Instagram. Dave's phone number is... And Twitter. And if people want to chat up Kate personally, even though it is a lot of fun when they actually message Zelda, because we both get to see that. Mm-hmm. If you want to find you, Kate, where can they do that? My phone number is, just kidding, I'm on Instagram <laughs> yep. at I only take cat pics. Marvelous. So I'm there. 
That's about it. That's all of it. Uh, you can find the show. Uh, if, you're list- if you're watching us on YouTube right now, you can find us on Google and iTunes. If you're on iTunes or Google, you can go over and watch us on YouTube as well. But uh, certainly if you are on iTunes or Google and you are inclined to leave us a review, that would be amazing. Do it. Wow. Wow, we're telling them <laughs> I'm now. telling them to do it. Do Just it. Please. Do it I, now. I love another Zelda podcast. It's such a great podcast. They told me to do this. Please save me. Help me. I am being held <laughs> in Kate's basement. She's keeping me here until oh I write gosh. a positive review. Allegedly, Kate. Alleged. No, I'm joking. <laughs> All of this, I'm joking so much. Oh, we should probably go. This is a fun episode. All right. Uh, let's see. Now, next week, actually, it's going to be Alex and I doing our favorite, um, our top 10 game-changing moments in Zelda games. So if yes. you'd like to tweet us about that at another Zelda pod, of course. Uh, chip, uh, chime in, chip in, chime in, chip in, and tell us maybe what some of the game-changing moments were for you. We'll be. I'm actually driving out to Madison to meet with him to do that episode, Kate. Ooh, I'll be interested in hearing that one. Mm-hmm, indeed, I invited you, but uh, you were unavailable. But that's perfectly fine because the next week you and I will be back. Yes, talking about our favorite funny moments. Yeah, like in Zelda games, jokes and gags and giggles. Mm-hmm. Little Zelda giggles. We've already had a lot of audience feedback from that. I mean, honestly, yeah. I think the audience has given us more topics on that episode than we actually built our own lists for. So that is going to be a really fun episode to they're, record. They're funnier than we are. So <laughs> it's not hard. Perhaps. It's not hard. Perhaps it's true. All right, Kate, uh, that'll be a lot of fun. I'll see you in two episodes. And until then. Uh, okay, bye. Interesting choice of inflection. Bye.